The job shortage in the InfoSec pool is a growing one, as organizations throughout the world struggle to find qualified candidates to fill their increasing need for cybersecurity experts. Some schools of thought say it's best to hire potential talent rather than try to hire only those that have the expertise and experience needed and train these individuals to fill roles in the future. But is that a practical solution, especially given the shortage of qualified candidates that's adversely impacting the cybersecurity space right now? Here, Jen Miller-Osborne, a threat intelligence analyst at Palo Alto Networks and an active member of the company's threat intel team, Unit 42, explains how she sees the cybersecurity and infosec job pool changing and why companies are getting outside their traditional comfort zones, hiring candidates for these jobs they may not have considered in years previous. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Jen, as I mentioned, you work for Palo Alto Networks, and you're part of the company's Unit 42, which focuses on discovering and researching new families of malware, ransomware attacks, and other emerging threats. Could you just tell us a bit more about your role and when you joined the company? Sure. Uh, I joined the company almost two years ago. Actually, I think it's two years ago next month. And I was hired as a threat intel analyst to focus primarily um, on more of the East Asian region and malware and things that come from there because that was more of the background that I had. And the company has really, they've really allowed me to do a lot of research that I've really enjoyed and allowed me to kind of branch out a little bit further than I had been able to do when I had done some of my government work. Get to cover a wider range of, of kind of territories and subjects than I might have in the past. So now I get the opportunity to look at some more ransomware. Um, in addition to kind of targeted attack sorts of things. So it's been, it's been a great growth opportunity for me, actually. So, Jen, you mentioned that you were previously doing government work. What's your background? Where were you working before you came to Palo Alto Networks? So prior to coming to Palo Alto Networks, I worked for MITRE, which is a federal not-for-profit, and that was awesome. Prior to that, I worked at the National Cyber Joint Investigative Task Force, which was uh, formed by the president to kind of bring together a number of entities in the government that all had stakes in cyber attacks and get them to work together and to share and to coordinate more instead of where it had been previously where it was kind of more stovepiped between the different agencies. And I was there for quite a while. Prior to that, um, I was actually in the military. I was in the Air Force and I was a linguist. I was a Chinese Mandarin linguist. I had a kind of non-traditional start into the field where I started more focusing on a region specific and a language and then when the government started looking to get more into the computers, I had been a computer geek in high school before I had joined the military. So when we were looking for people that were interested, I just volunteered and kind of fell into an entire career. Jim, would you say that you fit the typical mold of a threat intel analyst, maybe not just at Palo Alto Networks, but anywhere? I would say my getting into this field is not necessarily a traditional role. Typically what you see are people that have more of a computer science kind of background or a more technical background, and I got into this coming from more of, you know, I studied a language, and then just because I was interested in computers, I got into it. But I've found that, and I've noticed now as some companies are looking, as we, you mentioned earlier, to branch out and hire different people, that they're looking more for people that have that kind of different background where it adds a skill set that brings value where they understand the politics of a region. They understand some of the international relations aspects. They understand the culture. And when you have people that have that sort of background and then they're applying this and overlaying it with more of the technical, say, the, the attacks and things, you can get really a more rich understanding of why things are happening and even why some of the trends are occurring because you can factor in a lot more of the surrounding data points that if you lived in an area, would factors into your life, but if you're removed from that and you live somewhere else you've never been there, you've never experienced it, you wouldn't necessarily understand how all of those things would play together. 
So, Jen, just to build on that that point a bit, do you see companies changing the way then that they're hiring and training cybersecurity and InfoSec employees? I have, actually. It's been nice to see a big push to ensuring that people get the proper training even once you're in because InfoSec is, for good or bad, it's a constant learning experience because it's always changing. So it's not something where you can go and get, you know, an undergrad or a master's degree and then just kind of be okay without a lot of extra outside training and things as you go on your career you have to constantly be learning new things. So I've noticed that a lot more companies are paying attention to that and they're providing more training and more training opportunities even on the job or shadowing people than they might have before. And they're also starting to look for more broadly for analysts. They're looking for more people that have a different background that didn't come up in computer science that don't have more of these kind of traditional backgrounds but that can bring more to the table because they have a broader understanding of things of a, of a region and a culture and, and things like that. You're obviously a, a woman in InfoSec and as you mentioned earlier Jen the route that you took to get to your job was a little bit different than perhaps the traditional route or the route that we've seen people take previously. Do you see companies hiring more women hiring more minorities and kind of getting outside the box? Definitely. That's definitely been a push they're trying to get. And I think that's part of just wanting a more um, well-rounded workforce. You need that to really do the job properly. You need people from different walks of life with different backgrounds to really do effective analysis and to do effective research. Because when you have all of those different viewpoints of people and you're talking, you can bounce ideas off of each other, a lot of times you'll come up with something you might not have thought of on your own simply because you, you didn't have that perspective. Jim, what advice would you offer to up-and-comers who are interested in pursuing a cyber career in the future? There's a ton of resources now. It's wonderful. There's a lot of um, local kind of cyber groups. Most states and a lot of cities have these little groups that get together typically once a month, some of them even more often than that, and they'll just talk about what they're working on or someone will present a workshop on some new technique or a new tool and sort of spread their knowledge to everyone. That's really been one of the things I love about this field is people, as a general rule, really want to help other people that are interested in coming into the field. They're happy to share their knowledge. They're happy to mentor. They're happy to try to help you make connections to find a job or to find a place where you really fit. And that's not, I haven't noticed that necessarily in every other field, but as, and as this one is growing, there's been more and more of and those of us who have been in it for a while really pushing you know, to do more mentoring and to try to help people who are interested in getting into the field and to come and join us. And it's not because we necessarily are focused on the fact that we need more workers, it's because we want more people that are interested and that are enthusiastic and that, you know, people that we want to come work with us. Well, Jen, I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you, too, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Jen Miller-Osborne of Palo Alto Networks. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.